Hungary seeks international alliance to oppose migration and support Christian culture. Written by Selwyn Duke. Saturday, July, 13, 2019. Move over EU, there may be another alliance in town. While on our side of the Atlantic a Democrat presidential candidate promises to import 700% more refugees and another impugns Christianity, Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban shown is seeking a Baltic state alliance to combat migration and support Christian culture. This was the substance of a meeting this week between Orban and Estonian Interior Minister Mart Helm, as Breitbart outlines. The talks occurred in Budapest and saw the Hungarian leader and Mr. Helm, who also serves as Deputy Prime Minister in Estonia, agree that protecting Christian culture and supporting effective control of the European Union external borders were priorities, Hungarian broadcaster MTVA reports. Bertalan Havasi, press chief for Prime Minister Orban, said that Helm, a member of Estonia's Conservative People's Party, had praised the cooperation of the Visegrad Group V4, a bloc which includes Hungary, Poland, Slovakia, and the Czech Republic, stating that the V4 was an example of promoting important European values. Havasi also said that Helm agreed with Orban that migration should not be the answer to demographic challenges, stating that European families should receive more support in order to combat the trend of declining birthrates. Fertility rates are below replacement level 2.1 children per woman in virtually every Western, European nation and in the better part of 100 countries worldwide. Hungary's and Estonia's rates are, respectively, 1.46 and 1.60. The European Union's average is 1.58. This has been used as a pretext for allowing the recent year's third world largely Muslim wave migration into Europe, a phenomenon that has led to burgeoning crime, terrorist attacks, sexual assaults on women and children, and the rise of Islamic no-go zones. The pitch, issued by leaders such as German Chancellor Angela Merkel, has been we need workers, but while this immigrationist mentality, stating that immigration is always good, always necessary, must never be questioned, and must be the one constant in an ever-changing universe of policy, infuses most of Western Europe, it has begun to be challenged. Italian Interior Minister Matteo Salvini, another Orban ally, France's National Rally Party President Marine Le Pen, and flamboyant Dutch politician Geert Wilders all represent this patriotic opposition. Yet there's been no stauncher opponent of the globalist, anti-sovereignty, immigrationist Machiavellians than Orban. After his Fidesz party won a massive victory in European Parliament elections in May on a platform of thwarting mass IM migration, his government vowed to keep Hungary Hungarian, preserving one's culture insofar as it aligns with truth should be any leader's goal. Yet contrast this patriotic spirit with the destructive immigrationist one, perhaps best expressed by Swedish multiculturalist Mona Salin when she insisted in 2001 that the Swedes must be integrated into the new Sweden, the old Sweden is never coming back. Wasn't there a time when such a sentiment was called treasonous? Returning to the supposed need for workers, this motivation is apparent beyond Western Europe. In fact, Romania announced in April that it was seeking up to one million foreign workers and was poised to import a half million Pakistanis by 2020. With the nation's population under 20 million, this could have a dramatic cultural effect. While it's not clear if Romania intends to make these foreigners' presence permanent, Western Europe's immigrationist default is that once outsiders enter your country, whether as workers or refugees, they eventually get citizenship. This exposes immigrationists' true motivations. Consider, with continual stories about how robots will displace many workers in the not-too-distant future, why would modern lands need legions of low-skilled migrants? 
Moreover, insofar as workers are necessary over the shorter term, there's something called a work visa. The logic, if your pipes leak, you hire someone to come to your home and fix them. You don't adopt a plumber. Ponder this the next time you hear someone ask, who will pick our grapes, as to who is picking our culture, and why, desire for workers isn't the main motivation here. Rather, more likely motives are facilitating internationalism by breaking down national cohesion and sovereignty via population mixing, and the importation of peoples who will vote for leftists upon naturalization that's a big one. Yet even if we accept the economic immigrationist argument, Hungary has an answer. Healthy families are more important than economic growth judged purely on figures on a spreadsheet, the Hungarian government told Breitbart last month while explaining newly implemented pro-child policies. A government spokesman told Breitbart London there was a clear distinction between Hungary's approach and those of other European nations, who chose to import people instead, the site reported. He said, Europe is at a crossroads. Western Europe seeks to address the problem of demography with simple solutions which only offer short-term success, but convey catastrophic consequences in the long run. The spokesman also delivered this money line, what we need is not numbers, but Hungarian children, we're not seeking to sustain an economic system, but Hungary, the Hungarian nation and Hungarian history, we want to encourage the continuation of our families for several generations. In reality, the professed Western attitude is a Marxist one. Pope Benedict XVI once stated that Communist Manifesto author Karl Marx's mistake was one of viewing man as merely an economic being. This is reflected in the immigrationist pitch, too. We once heard, workers of the world, unite. Now it's, workers of the world, come and disunite. What, though, does it profit a man to gain the world but to lose his soul? Hungary might ask the same about a nation. Is everything, even a land's demography, ever and always to be defined and determined by economic imperatives? If a third world nation were subject to cultural and demographic genocide in money's name, leftists would decry it as greed. So why is the same destructive process, when visited upon the West, called enlightened? Subscribe to The New American and listen to more by clicking podcast on the top right corner of our homepage. Also, please consider donating to help us push out more content for you, our listeners.